Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. Hey ladies, let's talk about estrogen because I don't know about you, but when you maybe stepped into the hormone world, you probably demonized estrogen as well. You know, you always hear of these symptoms like estrogen dominance, estrogen is the devil. You have all these symptoms because of your estrogen, lower estrogen, clear out bad estrogen, right? Any of this making sense? Um, Well, let's talk about estrogen. So estrogen is not all bad. Estrogen is actually quite helpful for a lot of things and we need it. We just need a beautiful balance of it and we need it to be um, metabolizing well. We need it to be detoxing well. We need our liver to be moving. So everything within balance here. So let's talk about a little bit of the symptoms and some of the causes, and then we will talk about um, some things that you can bring in to support estrogen um, naturally, okay? So low estrogen. Um, This happens a lot with post-menopause. You go off the estrogen cliff. Um, You also, I say this a lot post-birth control, but hot flashes, uh, night sweats, um, vaginal dryness, painful intercourse, um, reoccurring UTIs, uh, urinary incontinence, which can also be pelvic floor, um, headaches, brain fog, forgetfulness, poor concentration, depression, anxiety, mood swings, crying easily, insomnia, fatigue, thinning hair, facial hair, dry skin, weight gain, and joint pain. Um, so, what is going on here, right, when we have this low estrogen what is, you know, a lot of these symptoms can also coincide with other things, right? You know, um, low minerals, um, copper toxicity also affect headaches and and brain fog, right? Um, You know, other types of things can also be affecting urinary incontinence or recurrent bladder infections, but you you never have one thing without the other, right? Um, If you have hormonal issues and you have estrogen issues, right? You're going to have progesterone issues. You're probably going to have like liver issues. Why is that? Because look at your health as an orchestra. So you have all of these different instruments playing together and the violins start squeaking out of tune. Well, now all of the other instruments now need to compensate for the violin that is out of tune. And now our whole orchestra is out of tune and we like to come in and pinpoint certain things and be like you're the issue you're the issue you're the issue and go on very specific supplementation like for our estrogen right but you can't you can't just target one thing because you don't necessarily know which one went off first but right now we just have an orchestra that's playing out of tune So what we need to do is we need to address the body as a whole to bring things back into balance, which is why you hear me talk about no matter what your symptoms are, 
you need to be balancing your blood sugar because it affects all of the hormones. No matter what, you need to be optimizing sleep because it affects all of the hormones. No matter what, you need to be, you know, getting movement in, right? Because it affects everything. So those foundational things are what's supporting your body as a whole. And it's that's why I have so many women that simply balancing their blood sugar, reducing their toxic exposure, um, reducing their stress and optimizing their sleep, they're like, my life's changed, right? And that's not the case for everybody, right? You know, sometimes you need a lot more than just foundations, but foundations are where everybody needs to start because everything is working together like an orchestra. It's not one thing without the other, okay? So <clears throat> what can cause low estrogen, um, low cholesterol? low fat diet to low body fat, um, which is also really interesting, right? Because we use cholesterol to make hormones. So definitely keep this in mind if you are post-menopause and all of a sudden you see differences in your cholesterol levels. You know, everything's connected here. Chronic stress, um, HPA axis dysfunction, often known as like what people like to call adrenal fatigue, nutrient deficiencies, um, poor diet and lifestyle habits, which that's not like very helpful in terms of what causes low estrogen. Um, childbirth, like I said, um, postpartum, you see a lot of this. Breastfeeding, um, having a hysterectomy obviously is going to give you low estrogen because you immediately, especially if you have a whole full hysterectomy. Um, birth control pills, obviously, if you've recently come off birth control, that could 100% be the cause of low estrogen as well. So kind of looking at this as a whole, a lot of times too, you'll see women get a lot of these symptoms right before their period. Um, because, and this is really, their estrogen is getting too high around ovulation, we're not metabolizing it well. And then right before your period is starting, you kind of are just like, going um off a cliff of estrogen so um in that case i know you're like well i have all these symptoms of low estrogen but in reality what we need to be doing is working on um that balance and that metabolization and detoxification of the estrogen um, around ovulation so remember it's full circle here you have to look at your cycle as a whole we're going to take a quick moment for today's sponsor I'm sure if you listen to this podcast, you already know all things seed cycling. And the two biggest issues people have with seed cycling and being consistent with it are they forget to take it because they have to grind their seeds before eating them every single time because you obviously don't want to be buying your seeds ground from the store or be, you know, your husband's finding flax seeds in his coffee grinder. That was me. Um, or it's just, you run out of your seeds and then, you know, you don't make it to the store and then you miss a couple of weeks and then you fall out of your habit. So Fungit Wellness Seed Cycling Subscription Kit solves all of these problems. And I'm going to tell you how to get the best bang for your buck, the most cost-effective way. And I'm telling you guys, I have done the math. Like this is when you stack these discounts, this is very, 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 very comparable to buying your seeds at the grocery store and they taste better, they're better quality, and it's so much easier to be consistent with it. So Fungit Wellness um, was started by Kate Morton, who is a registered dietitian. She's been on the podcast talking about seed cycling before. And 
you I'll put the link in the show notes, but you can just go to funkitwellness.com and you go get the seed cycling subscription. And when you sign up for the subscription, you will get your nurture blend, which you take from your period to ovulation, that's your pumpkin and flax seeds, and then you take radiate after you've ovulated, which is your sesame and sunflower seeds, from your ovulation to your period. Now, she gets them from B Corp Organic Farm, so they taste amazing, and she grinds them right before she sends them to you, so they aren't going to go rancid by the time you consume them. So once you open the bags, store them in the fridge, and they're in dark colored bags, which is awesome, um, they taste amazing. And you do a tablespoon of each of the seeds, um, and literally it, it doesn't get easier than having them shipped right to your door. And on top of that, they really, you, you taste a difference. So when you do the subscription, you get free shipping and that's awesome. And it already is discounted, which is also amazing. You can cancel obviously at any time or change the date at any time if need be. And then you can stack that with a discount Leah 15, L-E-A-H 15 to save an extra 15%. So now you guys are just rocking and rolling and you can do all the seed cycling things. Also, I will tell you if you're signed up for their email list, they send out fabulous recipes. So those are low estrogen. So let's talk about high estrogen, right? So symptoms of high estrogen are heavy um, or irregular menses, which goes right hand in hand. Similar symptoms of low progesterone, right? Fluid retention and bloating, um, breast tenderness um, right before your period. Also, this goes hand in hand with iodine, which we did an episode on earlier. Um, Weight gain, headaches, brain fog. Brain fog is in low estrogen and high estrogen. Mood swings, depression, um, weepy and emotional irritability, low libido, sleep disturbances, sugar cravings, histamine intolerances. This is really, um, if you have a histamine issue, you'll notice this specifically around ovulation. Um, And that's because estrogen decreases DAO, which is an enzyme that helps you break down histamines. So that's why. Um, Breast cysts, fibrocystic breasts, uterine fibroids, endometriosis, thyroid problems, gallbladder problems, blood sugar issues, you know, all of these go hand in hand um, with high estrogen. Now, you're over here like, well, some of these symptoms are also the same as low progesterone. Some of these symptoms are the same as low estrogen. So how do I know which one I have? If you really want to get specific, you test. (laughs) You know, we can use our cycle as a diagnostic tool as like a bouncing off, but you're so right. Like a lot of these symptoms fit into multiple categories. And that's why what we're talking about today is truly natural solutions that you can start doing that are generally safe for everybody. Of course, I am not your provider. So always chat with your provider before making any changes. But these are things that are generally safe that you can do naturally, I'm not going to be talking about bringing in things like DIM or um, hormone supplementation because you 100% cannot do that unless you know what is going on with <clears throat> with your actual levels. So I'm sorry, I don't know what happened to my voice here. It kind of sounds like, <clears throat> it sounds horrible. Anyways, so things that can cause high estrogen huge one. Are you ready? Xenoestrogen exposure. So this is plastics, like storing your food in plastics, cooking in Teflon, um, Freebreeze. And can we just talk about Freebreeze's marketing for a second, you guys? So um, 
if you do anything in marketing, you guys are going to know exactly what I'm talking about. I just think it's so funny. They'll do the free breeze commercial and somebody they're using the competitor of free breeze, which I don't even know what that is, but they walk in and everything's brown and she's wearing like brown baggy clothes and she just looks around her house like everything stinks and smells she's so frustrated she's like oh this is not working and then free breeze comes in and all of a sudden the wind is blowing through the curtains and her house is blue now and i just think it's so funny like using the power of colors for marketing anyways because then you're like oh i need that that's gonna make my house clean well it's actually not going to make your house clean. It's just going to cover it with false fragrance, which is going to give you xenoestrogens, which is going to give you hormone issues. Okay. Um, estrogen supplementation. I feel like I already said that one. Maybe I didn't. That obviously is going to give you high estrogen. Um, low sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG, um, which is you would see on a test. Um, poor elimination. Pooping. This is how we get out. This is how we poop out estrogen. I mean, that's how we get rid of it. We poop it out. Um, Soluble fiber, pooping. So what's my next thing going to be? Low fiber diet, not getting in enough fiber. Um, Sluggish liver clearance of estrogen, um, poor bile production. Again, isn't this interesting that like a lot of these causes of high estrogen are actually getting rid of it, like moving it? Um, Stress and inflammation, 100%. Because progesterone is one of our um, balance checkers along with testosterone for estrogen in women, um, in men specifically testosterone. And so if we have a lot of stress, we have a lot of inflammation, which is affecting these other hormones, we're going to have that imbalance of our sex hormones, which is going to give us these symptoms. Um, Gut dysbiosis, 100%. Um, Also, aromatase up regulation. So what is this? So when we have a lot of inflammation in our body, this triggers this enzyme called aromatase, which converts um, testosterone into estrogen, right? Um, Which obviously is going to make this estrogen dominant symptoms even worse. Um, And so that's 100% going to be causing some issues here. Um, Heavy metal toxicity, Specifically copper, um, sorry, I don't know why my um, phone keeps dinging. I need to turn it off. I just like ding, ding, and it's very annoying for you all, I'm sure. Nutrient deficiencies, um, heavy metal toxicity. One that really drives this is actually copper toxicity, right? Um, Because copper makes estrogen more estrogenic. So we could sit here um and do like a whole discussion here on um we could do a whole episode on copper iud and maybe we will if you would like a whole episode on the copper iud we'll do a whole episode on the copper iud because i think that so many times women think oh my goodness it's not hormonal like this one isn't going to be affecting my hormones but it is copper so it's literally making copper really literally affecting your estrogen levels um and then if we have too high of estrogen um let's say we're not ovulating estrogen is completely unchecked because if we aren't ovulating and we're not producing progesterone again we don't have that um there's nothing keeping it in check right so you may have noticed that what are some of the biggest things that seem to be driving high estrogen 
it's very interesting because most of these things are very simple fixes, right? Poor clearance. So like pooping, liver, liver not eliminating. Okay, we can bring in liver support. I think we have a whole episode on liver support. We could go back and listen to that. Um, not enough fiber. So we can do that. Exposure to xenoestrogens. Oh my goodness, we can definitely do that. And not in any of these did we talk about supplementation, right? So isn't it interesting that like whenever we hear these things of high estrogen, I have high estrogen, symptoms of high estrogen, what are, just think, what are the things that you commonly are told or you think that you should be using? What would they be? And I I know what comes um, top of mind. Evening primrose oil is a really big one. People are like, oh, that's the issue. Like you, you should be um, taking that. Um, another one would be DIM or calcium dipugrate. One hundred percent. You know that can be something that's. I feel like some of the biggest ones that I hear, but those each of those can be affecting you differently. Um, depending on your actual level. So unless you have tested, unless you have tested and you know exactly what your levels are and you know how you're metabolizing them, I wouldn't be bringing those in. Because if it is not a level of estrogen issue, if it's literally just a clearance issue, by bringing in supplements that are going to lower the estrogen, you can just make your symptoms worse. Because we don't have an issue with the level of estrogen. We have an issue with the clearance of it. Think about estrogen. Um, Dr. Carrie uh, Jones talks about this. And I just think it's the perfect analogy. Think about estrogen as your faucet in your bathtub. And this is my spinoff of hers. So if you've read hers and you're like, that's slightly different. This is how my brain thinks about it. Estrogen is the water coming down your faucet. And then you have your drain. And then you go out to the sewer system. So if the water is not excessively flowing from your faucet, we don't have a level of estrogen issue, right? You could just have a clogged up drain or maybe your pathway to the sewer is clogged up. So if you're having all of these issues of um, estrogen dominance, right? And you go on something to lower the actual levels of your estrogen, but you're having a drain issue, Well, the water is still coming in at, even if it's a slower pace, but we're still stuck at the drain. We still, it's still clogged with hair and things are not moving, right? So that's where that's really, really important. If you're going to be diving into those specific supplements, um, then, um, you 100% need to be testing. Okay. So. What can we do in terms of other things to help with detoxing and moving estrogen? So the first thing that we can do is has nothing to do with purchasing supplements. And that's going to be checking for endocrine disruptors in your life, right? Let's not bring in xenoestrogens. Our, our, hormones are these little chemical messengers. They're all talking to each other. They're all having this discussion um, and going back and forth. And when we bring in these false estrogens, we bring in xenoestrogens. 
it's literally messing up our receptors, right? And we need our hormones to be communicating. We need them, you know, our ovaries and our um, pituitary and our hypothalamus and all of this needs to be communicating. And we don't want to be plugging them up. So these are things that you need to look at in your life and you need to decide in which order you're going to be switching them. I think they are all important, but slowly switching them is going to be the key to sustainability, right? We're not going to be able to switch over everything right away. So start with things that maybe impact the whole family um, and maybe start with the things that you come into contact with the most. So um, I'm going to list off a bunch and then I'll kind of walk you through maybe how to switch things. So uh, plastic containers, storing your food in plastic containers, um, glass containers, switch to glass. And at the very least, do not be putting hot food in your plastic containers. Don't be warming them up in plastic containers, but really plastic containers, they need to go. Drinking out of plastic water bottles, that also needs to go. Um, again, we're, this isn't happening tomorrow. We're, we're going to slowly get there, right? Um, so, because I do understand that, you know, this is, even though it's not buying new things, it's buying different things. And so, so you may have to be repurchasing new Tupperware because your old Tupperware isn't, it doesn't necessarily need to be replaced because of wear and tear. It's because of the toxins. So I understand that this is a slow switch over, even though it's not spending money on supplements or other things that's spending money on things that you daily use. Um, so I always watch for sales. I watch for yeah, I watch for sales. <laughs> um, so anyway, Tupperware, that would be one of my biggest ones. And then your cookware. Um, if you're cooking in nonstick, like Teflon or copper, um, are going to be my big no-nos. Um, these contain forever chemicals, PFAS, um, not great on our hormone system here. So those would be some big ones, definitely for sure. Um, what you're drinking your water out of your water bottles is another um really big one there is a mushroom for every single moment of my life just depending on which mood i'm in and what kind of support i need so i need more focus i need more energy there's a mushroom for that i need to relax i want to focus on better sleep there's a mushroom for that and the cool thing about mushrooms is that they're a food so you aren't going to be catching me eating mushrooms the texture just grosses me out but I will take them in a capsule and I have been loving Aversio Wellness mushrooms because of the therapeutic dosage that I can get from them in a small amount of capsules which is just a game changer for me so I want to share with you um, why I use certain ones and how they're helping and how they've been helping um, other people in my life. So I actually, Landon's been taking them. I've been using them with Landon for immune support. So that's been really, really great. Um, my husband's been taking them because he's a runner. He does marathons. So he's been using them to support him there and his immune system. So I'm going to tell you how we've been using them. So in the morning, I like to do the Awaken blend, which is cordyceps, lion's mane, and um, turkey tail. Now, if I don't do a half a teaspoon of that in my coffee, I will take them separately in the capsules, but they do have the Awaken blend, which is a, literally a powder. You can just pop it right into your coffee. And 
so much energy, so much focus, and then turkey tail is coming in with that massive immune support there. Cordyceps is so good for energy. But on top of that, cordyceps is so good at just supporting um, and increasing your ATP, which is the main energy currency in ourselves. So I never thought I would be so obsessed with cordyceps before. I always heard of cordyceps as like the guy's mushroom. It helps with performance. It helps with um, like uh, athletes. And so I just kind of wrote that off, but no women, we want cordyceps. Okay. You want cordyceps. Um, lion's mane for focus and brain support. So I always do that one in the morning. And then um, in the middle of the afternoon-ish is when I change up my blend. So I've been using the Rejuvenate blend, which has chaga, tremella, it has lion's mane, mataki, and shiitake mushrooms. So very good for blood sugar support. Again, you come in there with the immune support. Um, chaga is an ama amazing antioxidant. Tremella is um, good for your brain. It's so good for your skin. So I will take that and put that... Um, in like if I make a smoothie or I'll put it in my oats but this one is the has the least bitter flavor it's very very mild so I actually put this one in smoothies for Landon or popsicles for Landon um, and it's a great way to support his immune system as well so that's how I've been bringing that in for him and then and if I do not do the blend, I typically will take chaga and tremella in about the middle of the day. If I just need more focus, if I'm going to work in the afternoon, um, I'll bring in another lion's mane. And then um, at nighttime, I take reishi. Now, if you are wanting a blend at nighttime, I would highly recommend the balance blend. And you can make your own type of like protein hot chocolate, mushroom hot chocolate, because balance blend has reishi, lion's mane, mataki, and shiitake, which is and oyster, I believe, or is that one in rejuvenate? And those are so good for your blood sugar as well. So what a great way to like wind down at the end of the day. So if you are someone who's really stressed, like if you think about what is your biggest thing that you would want support from with mushrooms, start there. So if you feel like everything goes back to stress, do reishi. If you just feel like you sleep really well, but you need more energy and you need more focus, maybe you need to start with lion's mane or you need to start with cordyceps. So no matter what you wear, what and where you want to start, there's a mushroom for that. So if you go to Aversio Wellness, so E-V-E-R-S-I-O Wellness, you can use my name Leah to get 15% off your order and you know that you're going to be getting certified organic, third-party tested, fruiting body only, all of the good things you know I've got you with the good stuff this people hate me uh, but candles you guys so really getting rid of um, getting rid of your toxic candles so paraffin um, petroleum burning candles don't need those artificial fragrance we don't like those um, I mean, literally, not only are they known carcinogens, but they're just messing with your 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 estrogen receptors. So, false fragrance, like I said, free breeze, wall plugins. Um, I mean, if you do bubble baths, if you do body lotion, which I'm sure everybody does at some point. Um, your cleaning supplies, your hair care, your makeup, your period products. Um, 
all of these are really, really big ones. And I know you're like, you just took away all my joy, Leah, in life. I'm so sorry. But there, there are substitutions, okay? So um, go back and listen to like the greenwashing episode and download the switch and ditch guide because I have so many things there for you. But um, glass Tupperware, I feel like that's a really easy one to, to switch over when there's a sale. Um, and then cookware. Um, so Caraway just launched stainless steel pots and pans. So but stainless steel pots and pans are good. Um, Extrema has a really good nonstick one. And then there's another one. I think it's called the green pan. Hmm. We need to put the switch and ditch guide because I'm forgetting some of these brand names because I don't obviously have them all. Um, I'll check for the switch and ditch guide in the show notes and we'll have them linked there for you for sure. Um, Switch and Ditch Guide is like a list of like a bunch of non-toxic brands that either I personally use or my clients personally use. So everybody that I know, somebody has used them that I know personally um, that we could say, hey, these these work well. Um, I think there's only like three brands in there, maybe, that I haven't personally used or a client hasn't personally used, but they came very highly recommended by multiple people um, that... I know in like the holistic space. So um, I think that's easier when you're switching to non-toxic products. Um, candles, natural sloth. They are shop on Etsy. They have um, non-toxic candles. They crackle like fire. That's pretty cool. Um, Rokasa has, um, they just launched non-toxic candles. Pumpkin spice. So good. My favorite scent. Christmas cheer. Second favorite scent. Um, they also have room sprays non-toxic great way to make your house smell good um they also have cleaning products um you can also make a lot of your own cleaning products branch basics also has a lot of cleaning products like i said download the switch and describe um it's free and rocasa if you've never ordered from there um rocasa organics use my name leah l-e-a-h-b and you get 20 percent off your first order and then after you've gotten 20% off, just sign up for their text messages. They only text you when they have a sale and you don't want to miss when they have a sale. Um, that's when I stock up. So um, those are all great options for like making your house smell good. Um, personal care products. Rokasa, again, has a ton. Switch and Ditch Guide has a ton. It's not that you can't have products that work. All of my products work. I love my anti-aging skincare. I love my hair care with Innersense. I love my candles from um, Rokasa and my cleaning products, like all of this works. It's just, it's slowly switching over. So right now, you know, you just thought about all of that and you're like, okay, um, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to switch over my candles and my free breeze and my plugins. Okay, good. Just throw those in the garbage. Bye. Those need to go. Those things are so toxic. So maybe you start there. And then on Black Friday, you see that glassware is on sale and you snag that. And then you wait for another sale and you switch over your cookware. And then when you run out of your foundation, you switch over to a non-toxic foundation. You run out of your period products, your tampons and your pads right now, and you switch over to one in the switch and ditch guide. Maybe you use Rail. I don't know how to say them. Rail, R-A-E-L. Or maybe you use Garnu. I use Garnu. I love Garnu. Um, They have a discount in the... Switch and Ditch Guide. I think it's just my name. Um, and you switch over. So you finish stuff and then you switch over. I find that the easiest to be consistent with. Okay. So removing endocrine disruptors. That's massive. That's something so big that you can do for metabolizing and detoxing estrogen. 
be number one. Okay, number two, this is supporting this liver. So go back and listen to the liver episodes. You can dive even deeper into things that you can do for your liver, but I'm just going to give you a quick little rundown. Um, getting in bitter herbs. So you want to get this bile moving. Um, so bitter herbs literally to eat are great. You can do digestive bitters. Those are a great support um, for moving bile, also great support for digestion. So I love bringing those in. Um, and so I would definitely do that. And then I would bring in, you can do milk thistle tea. You can do dandelion tea. You can do dandelion like um, roots. Um, roots? Why did I say it like that? Anyway, you can literally eat dandelion greens. Um, all of these are really, really um, great support for the liver. Um, you can be doing castor oil packs to support the liver. Um, you know, and then foods that you can bring in to support um, estrogen uh, metabolization would be like broccoli sprouts, um, broccoli. Those are also all broccoli sprouts, broccoli, um, anything in that contains dim naturally, like broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. All of these are fabulous and really, really great. Um, other things for the liver, artichoke, these are foods, um, burdock. Um, all great for the liver and um, moving all of this estrogen out. Um, I love berries. They're high in allogaic acid, um, which helps neutralize estrogen quinones. If you are somebody that is metabolizing um, down a pathway that you are not wanting to, so it helps with healthy metabolization of estrogen. Um, and so those would be the foods I would really like focus on for optimal digestion, I mean, optimal metabolization. And then I would really make sure you're bringing in enough soluble fiber. Oranges are high in soluble fiber. Carrots are high in soluble fiber. Seeds are high in soluble fiber. Um, binding to that estrogen so you can move it on out. That's where the whole trend of like eating a carrot a day um, came from, which is a great practice to bring into. Not baby carrots, an actual organic carrot. Um, I love making this beet salad actually because beets are fabulous for liver support um and then you're bringing in some lemon juice in here which is also fabulous because it's one of the nutrients that your liver needs and then bringing in carrots so i will chop up a carrot i will chop up a green apple um or just an apple and i'll chop chop up a beet um raw and then i toss it with some celtic sea salt lemon juice and a little bit of olive oil and actually tastes quite good um, it's a great way to get your fiber in and great, great, great support, especially around your ovulation. Um, so I would definitely be bringing those in. That's going to be supporting your liver. It's going to be supporting um, estrogen levels. I would make sure that you are eating enough fat. Um, make sure you're eating enough good fat because, again, this is what we make estrogen from. Um and this is what we make hormones from in general. So that's going to be a really big one. Um, and then obviously to keep estrogen in check, what do we need? We need to be ovulating. So um, I know we've done a lot of episodes on that, so I, I won't really beat that one to the dust there. But um, supporting optimal estrogen levels also means supporting progesterone. So go back and listen to the episode on raising progesterone naturally if you haven't. But I think we need to do another episode on um, stress and hormones. Cause I think we need some more concrete 
ideas for implementing that. So let me know if that's something that you want to bring in. Um, but for you right now, the things that you should be starting if you've never done testing and you don't know what you're looking at is going to be eating lots of broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts, um, lots of berries, carrots, lots of soluble fiber, going to be bringing in bitter greens, going to be bringing in some beets, you're going to be bringing in um, carrots, um, soluble fiber, chia seeds, oranges. Um, you're going to be pooping every day. This is going to be the one of your biggest things. And you 100% need to figure out why you are not pooping every day if you are not pooping every day. You need to be pooping every day, minimum. Um, that's number one. But I am so not above bringing in prunes if you need help while you're figuring out the root cause of why you're not pooping. Are prunes the solution? Are they your root cause? One million percent not. Prunes are not your root cause. But you need to keep moving. You need to keep your bowels moving. So if you need to bring in some prunes and you're going to put them with one of your meals while we continue to figure out the root cause, do that. But also, I encourage you, please don't stop at prunes. Don't be like, they solved my issue, so I'm good, right? No, this is something that just kind of helps in the meantime while you are figuring out what is going on, okay? So start there. Um, I think those are going to be some great ways because the more we can metabolize estrogen, the better our levels are going to be. And then in terms of low estrogen, um, I know we're focused more on like high estrogen and metabolizing it, but let's say you sat in that category of like super low estrogen, making sure you're getting in enough fats, making sure you're eating enough fats. I, I know I keep saying that, but it's so important. Um, I would 100% be seed cycling. So pumpkin and flax seeds, um, and then you switch to sesame and sunflower seeds after ovulation is going to be a great support as well. Um, you you want to use the uh, seed cycling subscription, Funk It Wellness, makes your life easier. They deliver them to your door. That's what I use. Um, Funkitwellness.com. Code is Leah15, L-E-A-H-15. Also, if you are in the Facebook group, we're doing a seed cycling challenge well, it's going to be starting actually the day you're hearing this. So hop in there and start sharing your seed cycling recipes and do your check-ins to stay on top of seed cycling. It's a great way to support estrogen levels because it helps your body metabolize estrogen if it needs to better, but it also helps bring it up if your body needs to. So great all-around support. Um, I would really make sure, especially with low estrogen, um, again, these are just natural. We aren't um, you, you do have to keep digging to help support finding your root cause, but optimizing sleep um, and supporting adrenals is going to be really, really big. So we should do an episode on optimizing sleep, but getting in seven to eight hours of sleep, um, getting your really protein rich, um, nutrient dense, fat rich breakfast is going to be really, really helpful. Sometimes with low estrogen, it's simply like, are we eating enough? Are we sleeping are we getting enough fat? Are we getting enough nutrients? Which I know that sounds really complicated, but sometimes it can be that simple. So before we jump down the trend of like trying to do all of the other things, let's start with the simple, right? Supporting the liver, getting our soluble fiber in, getting rid of the endocrine disruptors. Um, for some of you, I know this is going to be like, oh my goodness, it's so many things. And for some of you, you're already doing that and you're going to be ready for the next step of like maybe maybe yours is more complicated and 
maybe you have low hormones because of mold or Lyme or something like that, well, then then you go on and you work with somebody like me or somebody in that space to dive deeper in it. But I know for a lot of you, just implementing these simple steps is going to be a game changer for you. So please let me know which one is the biggest for you. And you're like, yes, I can't wait to do that. Um, I, I love hearing when you guys message me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.